everyone, you're listening to WEHC 90.7 FM, and this is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art, or WKMA, in Abingdon, Virginia. For those of you that are unfamiliar, WKMA is an arts and culture museum in Abingdon. You can learn more by going to williamkingmuseum.org. My name is Anna Buchanan, Curator of Contemporary Fine Art and Craft at WKMA, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by Anna Witted, a local artist who's paved her way into the regional art scene. Anna Witted is a multidimensional Appalachian contemporary artist located in Bristol, Virginia. She holds a BFA from VCU Arts in Kinetic Imaging with a certification in Sustainable Innovation. Her current focus in her practice is large-scale abstract oil painting deeply inspired by the enriched Appalachian environment. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. So Anna, we are thrilled to have your work here at WKMA. When did you first start creating? And I know that's kind of a loaded question for a lot of artists. (laughs) Well, I've, I've really been creating my whole life. I started at a very early age. There's photos of me like painting on like a big brown piece of paper on the side of our shed on our farm when I was little. There's bits and pieces of me creating art throughout elementary school, but it really started to kick in in about middle school. Mm-hmm. When I when I started to learn about the color wheel, I started to get my hands on paint really for the first time in a more like focused way. Um, and then that just led into high school. High school, I became more defined with Um, taking art classes specifically, making time for that, being Mm -hmm. a part of the art club, Mm -hmm. and uh, that all carried on into college. Yeah, that's wonderful. So you've been doing this a while. (laughs) How is your current art practice different from your earlier art practice, or how has your style evolved throughout the years? So I began definitely more figuratively. I really wasn't interested in abstract work Mm -hmm. um, throughout middle school and high school. I Mm -hmm. I really appreciated being able to create an image Mm -hmm. and define that image. So in high school especially, I worked pretty literally. I, uh, I loved oil painting. When I came to Abingdon, I switched schools from Taswell to Abingdon about halfway through high school. I got to Abingdon, I really started to experiment with oil painting because I had never had those tools before. So I began to create really detailed paintings, just focusing on them for months at a time. Taking taking that love for oil painting, I created a portfolio for BCU. I had colored pencil, I had oil, I had acrylic, I had photography. It was really just a jack-of-all-trades sort of thing. And when I went to VCU, I was so hungry for digital creation. I wanted to make video collages. I wanted to record sound. I wanted to just experiment. And so after, during, during my exploration of that, I kind of lost myself and I realized I needed to come back to something that felt more natural and more loose. And when I started to let myself experiment with abstract oil work during the pandemic, I found my style finally. I felt like I never had a style or something that I could just feel like I could do forever. And then when I let myself come back to 
something that was inspired by where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Where, from where I wanted to be, which was the mountains, and from the love of a medium, I found something that I feel like I can do infinitely. Mm-hmm. And all of that is inspired by a feeling I get in the woods or just so different different places in Appalachia that I've felt an overwhelming stimulation with all of my senses. So that could be me sitting in the woods camping or going to the lake or just being in a place where there's no people, no cars, it's just you and nature. And then asking myself, what color is that smell? Mm-hmm. Or what does what would it what color would be the earth beneath my feet? It's 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 loosely defined by colors, but it's more so creating a space, almost like a realm that you're entering and visually so large that you can't help but be grabbed by it. Mm-hmm. So I really just start with a few colors. I start with the size that I like and I just paint until the canvas is filled up. <laughs> That's great. I just That's go, awesome. it t- I typically don't paint for days at a time. I do it all at once. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's really like a timestamp. I know that we've talked about timestamps before yeah. and it, it is, I, I rarely go back to change anything. I just paint for like four or five hours and then I leave it and hardly ever change anything unless it's just like a little off compositionally, mm-hmm. but it's really just defining a moment, a feeling all mm. at once without changing the moment later because then that would alter the memory. Right. Wow. It's very captivating in the moment. It's very easy to get lost while you're painting. Yeah, and and they they feel like a burst. Your paintings feel like a burst of energy. In your artist statement, you mentioned that your work investigates the integration of the senses stimulated by the Appalachian Mountains. Can you talk more about that? Sure, yeah. So growing up, I grew up in Berks Garden, Virginia, on a sheep farm. So I pretty much grew up in the Garden of Eden. If you've even looked at photos of that place, it's just the most beautiful place, I think, on earth. It's, it's stunning. It, you're surrounded by mountains. You are surrounded by wildlife. It, there's no commotion of the city. You can see the stars so clearly at night. And I just had that growing up as a kid. Like, you know, very beautiful location. And so with that, I carried into my adult life the inspiration and connection I feel to that land and to these mountains specifically. I'm so inspired that, you know, we were once connected to the highlands in Scotland. You know, when Pangaea happened, there's there's a connection there. We We have a very wistful, soft feeling mm-hmm. here that I've never found anywhere else and the form of the mountains mm-hmm. it's taking the vastness of how I feel when I'm standing in front of those mountains and 
instead of painting the mountains in the sky, like many people do, and there's nothing wrong with that, I just interpret what all five senses are telling me into a sort of spiritual realm. That's Mm -hmm. really what it feels like to me, is a a realm in which to put somebody in Mm -hmm. that isn't literal of what the mountains are. Mm -hmm. Or even what's in the mountains like I regularly forage I love to forage with my partner and we have found such a deep connection to the seasons and what they bring um during morel season we religiously go out and forage for morels and we found all sorts of beautiful things beautiful entities just tucked away in the forest that we just have to go at a certain time to find and it's the hidden aspects of Appalachia that really inspire the whole of my work, the vastness of the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I just, I find abundance constantly here. And that's probably why I feel like I could paint forever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was beautifully said, beautifully said. And that kind of answers one of my other questions. but feel free to elaborate. What draws you to abstraction? Why paint abstract interpretations of the Appalachian landscape instead of depicting representational images of the landscape? Yeah, that's honestly a really good question. Um, I find personally that literal representation of Appalachia is a bit oversaturated. And that is okay. People can do whatever they would like to that brings them joy, whether that be photography, whether that be painting. It's very calm. The process is calming. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find that there's a gap between the abstract contemporary world and Appalachia. There's a, a bridge that needs to be formed. And I notice, especially with this area, there isn't... Uh, abundance of art education like there's uh, more limitations in Appalachia when it comes to art school um, art classes and with that comes a gap between abstract expression and Appalachia and I went to school with some people that had AP photography classes and I was in art one two and three (laughs) you know just a broad scope trying to cram in as much as possible with the tools that you have. And for counties that have more money, there's more time and resources to cover the basics and then get to what else is out there. And I really didn't understand the contemporary world. I still don't. I mean, who does? But I didn't have a connection with the contemporary world until I went to a contemporary art school. And While it is in Virginia, it is several hours away, and the mountains are, I think, in need of some form of abstract representation of where we're at, because there's there's so much more than the literal. There's a a real spiritual connection to the mountains and to nature here, the, the opportunities that nature gives us through plants and medicine and animals and mushrooms and I, I, I feel like I can only create in that way at the moment. There's only one way to describe the feeling that I get when I'm here mm-hmm. and I just don't think that painting a 
painting something figurative would get that message across mm-hmm. since it's so much more than one thing it's a collection mm-hmm. of all of the things that are symbiotic with each other in the woods mm-hmm. and I only want to paint bigger <laughs> I only want to make the statement louder since it's so loud to me yeah yeah I, I think you are definitely visualizing feeling and that's really exciting to see here for sure This is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I'm your host, Anna Buchanan, and our guest today is Anna Witted, a local artist. So, Anna, can you talk to me about your collaborations with other artists, what it's like collaborating with another person and maybe even other people that haven't done art before and haven't created art before in that way? Um, What's it like to work with someone else on a painting? Yeah, that's a a really good question. Um, To start with the collaboration between my friend Allison and I, um, that was the painting that started it all. It helped me, both of us branched out of our comfort zones because I was still in school and she was in a biomedical engineering program at VCU and we just were good friends and so I said, why don't we just paint it? Like what if we just took a weekend to dive into this? And she's an artist in other ways. She is, she was in the choir, she plays violin, she's, I, I think an artist even if she doesn't consider herself one. But we, we just sat down and we just painted for eight hours until we finish and she brought her right brain into my left brained world where I'm very interested in the texture and like like a blending and not linear shapes no not really any shapes I just like to create gradients and she brought in the sort of it's called nebula just because it looks like a kind of spaceship in the middle Mm -hmm. she brought in that aspect and just worked on that very geometric and um linear there's lines actual lines where there's no other lines in the painting and with that collaboration where we're both just doing our own thing it turned into something that i could have never done on my own and probably wouldn't have if we hadn't planned to paint that weekend. So that sparked Canopy, which I painted the following January. It was right before the pandemic. And um, I just felt inspired by what we did and I painted on my own for a day and I really felt like something cool was starting to happen. And then the pandemic hit and my sister came home during the summer and she, and I, my dad built, my dad builds a lot of my frames. He's, he's always trying to help out, you know, with my art endeavors and he is happy to build frames for me and it's very sweet. So he built us a big four by five foot frame and I stretched the canvas and I adjusted it and I said, let's paint something, let's paint together. And She doesn't consider herself an artist. She's, you know, still in school for American history. And so she doesn't typically tap into that side. But I knew that something could really happen if we took that leap and tried something together. And so 
I said, that's your side and this is my side and let's, let's just go. And she would be painting and she'd be like, is that good? And I'm like, yes, just keep, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And then I brought in both sides with the gradient in the middle. This one's multi-dimensional blue. Um, and that was it. I couldn't stop painting after that. So I found with the help of my friends who may not consider themselves artists, they brought out the artist in me and they helped me bridge a gap that I desperately needed. I was very burnt out in school and very hypercritical of what I was doing and not feeling the digital realm as much as I should have been in a digital major. I was um, ready to get back in touch with myself and my roots and I did that with the help of non-artists by us just saying we're gonna do this thing and let's do it and now two years later I have like 20 paintings that I've made in this style and I can't seem to stop so the collaboration of others has been very very meaningful to me. Do you think that art can bring about community and vice versa? Oh 100% it brings so much community for me I've met so many incredible artists in this region since I started to put myself out there and I've received messages about collaborations with other artists that are interested in that style or want to see how our styles merge and you can you can see it in the two paintings that I've done with friend my friend and my sister there's a, there's a difference and I love that I wouldn't have thought of this or I wouldn't have brought this in but it works and it it brings interest and stimulation to what I'm what I'm doing in my own practice and I've found so much community here in the art community and made really beautiful connections with people. Do you find your voice when you're creating or is your voice amplified in the act of creating? It feels like it amplifies my voice, but the inspiration is so much louder than my voice, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a it's like a translation of how Appalachia makes me feel, and I found I found myself much more confident in my work and what I'm doing ever since I began just because I feel like the message is so strong and unique and I feel like it's it's my voice and Appalachia's voice together. Mm-hmm. You talked about feeling burnt out after you got out of college and I think that that's something that a lot of recent grads feel, especially coming out of art school. You're wondering, what do I do now? And do I continue in the same style or do I branch out into something different? Do you have any advice or do you want to talk about your own experience with um, artistic burnout after mm-hmm. college? Because it's real. Mm-hmm. It's a very real thing. Yeah, 100%. I've had it. We've all had it. <laughs> it's, it's rough, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah, my my experience, I feel, was different from people that have graduated before 2020 Mm. because my senior year got completely interrupted by COVID and all of a sudden, you know, I was home where I wanted to be 
around the, my family and my boyfriend and my boyfriend's family. And that took away a lot of the awful feeling I was having while I was in Richmond. So my experience with artistic burnout was interrupted by the pandemic and the pandemic kind of gave breathed a new life into me by having this time to say, okay, what do I want to do? The world's ending, so what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I going to do to fill my time? Mm-hmm. And right before the pandemic, I had done these little paintings with my friends. Well, they're not little, they're four feet tall, but I did these paintings with my friends and I found life in that. And so those little snippets really helped me from just not doing art for a while. It was a, it was, it was hard being, being in school, being in a major that's demanding a certain medium that you don't feel you can give anymore was very difficult. And about halfway through college, I actually thought about switching majors. I became very interested in climate change and the effects on the environment and plastic waste. And I did like the zero waste project, like a zero waste challenge for a while. Um, But that mixed with artistic burnout created an obsession with eco-anxiety and not wanting to create waste, not wanting to throw away anything, almost to the point where it was like I was hoarding little pieces of embroidery floss I would cut off of a project or taking plastic bags and just like thinking I can do something with them. Like it it became kind of obsessive. And so I was feeling a little lost in general in my major and the major was so demanding, you know, we're creating video projects every week. We're animating, you know, a 3D animation that's three minutes long for our finale. And we're spending hours and hours and hours in a studio where sometimes you go in in the morning and you come out and it's dark already. It's, it was taxing, definitely. But the, the pandemic really interrupted all of that. And I had done my senior capstone a year before So I was in the clear with just finishing classes that are kind of stragglers, you know, when you're like, oh, I have to finally take that math class, (laughs) you know, I can't just push that off anymore. I have to do this or that. And so just getting the final requirements in my last semester was all I was doing. But some of my friends were doing their senior capstones and had to just scrap it completely because they didn't have access to the studios anymore. And... So it was awful for some and it was great for others. So it kind of cut my burnout in half because I finally had time to be around friends and family and kind of feel relaxed. And then from that, I just came back to what I enjoyed the most out of the past year, which was painting in that style. So it helped telling myself that I don't have to keep doing what was my major. I don't have to animate. I don't have to create video collages. I don't have to involve something digital in my work now, even though that is my degree. 
So telling myself that and giving myself some room to explore and remind myself that my major doesn't define me was really releasing me from my burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What advice would you give to college artists that are struggling with that artistic burnout? And I think this can be applied to anybody in college that that's experiencing burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's tough. <laughs> it is hard. Take time to yourself more than anything. Self-care is so important in college and any any time, but especially in college, you're mentally strained all the time and constantly being asked to do a million things all the time and that's very stressful so just remind yourself that it's not going to be like this forever and even if you feel like you can never create art again you can and it's okay if you are not feeling it right now it doesn't mean that you're a bad artist it doesn't mean that you are not good at your craft and (laughs) just remember college is very critical and you're going to feel awful sometimes after critique but that doesn't mean that you are a bad artist and it doesn't mean that you have to create art again some people go to art school and they say that sucked i'm not doing that anymore and then don't create for a while it's it's very intense and so just take care of yourself maybe dabble in another medium that's not required for a class and it'll be okay Mm -hmm. yeah a good friend once told me that you won't make art for between two and five years after you you're done with your master's or your bachelor's and um by golly he was right (laughs) (laughs) that just the way sometimes (laughs) yes that's okay yeah it is okay it'll find you again Mm -hmm. um exactly yeah well anna before we wrap this up would you care to read this excerpt from your beautifully beautifully written artist statement thank you yes i will if trees could hum What would it feel like? You are moving between the rings of the trees, indicating the time spent being, planting your limbs between bark and ash, neither here nor there, spacious and undetermined. Taste is now wisps of color and air of this earth and concurrently distant. The smell of leaves has entered your nose and come out of your fingertips, soft and whispering upon a visual plane. The earth is beneath your bare toes gritty and cool, guiding its way into the deepest pigments. This is a realm of suspended earthy dreamscapes, encapsulating a veil between time and space, deeply moved by the sound of the mountains, the taste of the air on a foggy morning, the dance of deer shifting across a field, the peaceful absence of human interference. Veil is an entanglement of the earthly and the spiritual. And Anna, where can people find you? What are your social medias? Yes, so my website is annawittedstudio.com. My Instagram is what I post on the most. Uh, My main Instagram is at insta underscore less underscore Anna. So it's I-N-S-T-A underscore L-E-S-S underscore A-N-N-A. And that's where you can find me. I'm also on Facebook at Anna Studio. Um, but I post the most frequently on my Instagram. So 
yeah, that's our map. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. This is Anna Buchanan from William King Museum of Art speaking today with artist Anna Witted. We'll catch you next time on Art Speaks. Thank you.